three of you have found yourselves once more in the void of time, sitting at the comfortable, sturdy mahogany table that Greta has prepared for all of you. She, of course, sits across from you with Nalkovia visible and Harold not. And you all have freshly returned, slapped the fog of the emotions of your goodbyes from your faces. And now ready yourselves to start the next phase, which begins with Greta, as always, sitting back straight, nice and prim in her chair and asking all of you, so at this point, you will need to spend approximately 15 minutes in Mesa's presence in order to complete the decoupling. The question at this point for all of you, or rather than a question, perhaps a task, we need to build an itinerary. What do you need to do? What do you want to do? And when do you want to do it? It can be done in any order. And in order to decrease the amount of time, you will need to be in stasis to its smallest possible amount. I will be bringing you back here in between tasks so I can jump you between moments. And she spreads her arms to the three of you in a, okay, go. Mm. First of all, Grant will realize that he's still wearing his mask when he doesn't need to. So he takes it off, and uh, I just want to say, fucking caveman ass, Grant Harrison. He's got an actual beard and real real boy hair. Doesn't have the side shave. And karate chop action. <laughs> I suppose we can make time to get Grant a haircut. Oh, yeah, like, I would love to have shaven haircut. Two bits. Two bits. <laughs> Beat me to it. We can certainly create an allotment for that. Okay, um... Are we still on board for playing Fuck Silas Cutler? Yes, absolutely. January 1st, playing Fuck Silas Cutler. Yeah, I mean, like... Definitely, like... Fuck Silas Cutler, but also maybe we should just like lay out everything we need to do before we uh Yeah, no, no, I I understand, but I was just making sure that we were still going to be doing that. Yes, um here's a question regarding Mr. Cutler. If we remove him from the board early, so to speak, is um is Nacha going to notice that? Almost certainly, yes. Silas Cutler presents a threat to David Wilson, who is one of the identities of the Knives. 
Notcher knows all of the identities by virtue of seeing forward to their completion. And so having that threat removed suddenly early and without immediate explicable cause will alert them to something happening. Okay, so not January 1st. Well, however, I should make it clear, the three of you are still and will continue to be until we are finished, removed from the flow of causality, which means that you will be largely unobservable to Notcher's abilities. So that was my follow-up question. So Notcher will have effectively no idea. You will just know that Cutler is gone. And given that Cutler is a serial killer, it is the morally correct choice to end his life as soon as possible. But that said, as much as I do want to kill him, um, there may be more pressing concerns. Yeah. Uh, we gotta figure out when the best time to contact Mesa is. You gotta figure out when well, exactly. Well, that would require a lot of other things happening first. Because in order to get in contact with Mesa, we're going to have to well, going to have to sever the connection between Notcher and Adel, along with all of the other angels. Um, question. This may have been, we may have already gone over this before, but it's been some time and I might have just simply forgotten. Um, can we not simply approach Notcher and explain the situation? That would be viable, yes. There are, are some issues. Notcher can only allow contact with Mesa under a few very specific circumstances, and while I am confident that you could maneuver yourself into those circumstances, it would be ultimately easier if those restrictions did not exist. Either way, however, you will need to sever the connection. Even if you are able to talk your way up into Mesa's presence. Adel in the modern day is... on edge. He has been anticipating this fight for thousands of years at this point. And if the three of you complete temporal unknowns were to appear with the ghost of their long-dead love in your arms, they may, regardless of what time of year it is, attempt to begin the final fight, simply out of panicked reflex. And the beginning of that is summoning his army. Yeah, I thought you might say something like that. So the order is to sever the connection between Notcher and the other angels, Adel, then be in contact with Mesa for 15 minutes, and then at some point approach Adel. That seems to be like the core of it, yeah. 
Those are the things we need to do. Yes. And then... We're also going to need to... Well, there is that thing where we're going to probably need to do something about the knives and the forging of them. Because one of them explicitly requires, well, killing Meza, which, I mean, if we make it so that that doesn't need to happen anymore, then... There's no reason for Notcher to ever allow that uh, the other us up to see Meza in the first place. This is um, sort of why I wanted to ask if we could contact Notcher beforehand, because Notcher without uh, there's another pair of us running around doing things, and Notcher is the one who brings us to Meza and. If we approach Nacha and explain the situation, then that takes Meza off the table as... It would make things simpler, but also more complex in a weird way. Effectively, Nacha would be a double agent for himself. The only thing I'm worried about is if we do things too early, that might affect how Notcher handles things like me, for instance, and, you know, I'm, I'm, it would probably be pretty nice to save myself from that situation, but also by doing that, is it going to change the course of events so much that it endangers us? I feel like we've had this discussion on what needs to still happen in order. Yeah, I think we right. discussed that like you still need to transform. I still need to become the void. What I'm saying is, oh, do we need to worry about those things changing if we approach this too early? It depends on exactly what you change. Not sure is frequently to their own detriment, an exceptionally good actor in both senses of the word. They can present themselves precisely as they did in the original iteration of this timeline, even if you contact them early. So, the Mesa situation could be solved as simply as having Nacha tell our past selves that the, ma- the knife for Mesa must be saved until last, otherwise it won't work or something. They can come up with some explanation, we can come up with something, but that's, I think... Hmm? Or simply, we get into contact with Mesa before we were supposed to, because I, I think the original plan was to get in contact with Mesa before we originally did and have them lie about the knives in general because we learned about the knives from them. So if they tell us that something else is required that doesn't involve blood or killing Meza, then we don't even need to worry about that. 
It's the whole issue of the prophecy. The original plan, at least in terms of what to do about Mesa's knife in particular, was that, Roxanne, you have in your pocket space a small hard drive containing the memories of Gregory from your iteration of the timeline. You intended to present it to the successful timeline, Gregory, and he will lie about the nature of the Knives, specifically in regards to Mesa being one of the identities. Right, yeah, okay, that's... I do remember that, yes. Sorry, it's been six months. (laughs) I'm not sure how much time actually passed. It's hard to tell. You don't have, like, a internal chronometer? I was trying to think of the word chronometer. It'll just say... Just say clock. Clock works, too. No. Chronometer. It's a cooler word. Exactly. No, it sounds like you're... Like... It sounds like you've stepped out of the Chronicles of Narnia, is what you, when you say chronometer. <laughs> Yes, the the, the 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 time away that you just had is part of the reason why we are having this conversation to remind you of your original plans and how we intend to adjust them. So, so far in the need column, we'll need to approach Notcher, appraise them of the situation, sever their connection with Adel and the other angels, and then be in contact with Mesa for 15 minutes. You also need to get Gregory the memory hard drive. I do not know if I would say fuck Silas Cutler is a need. It is a very strong want. I feel like we should meddle with the timeline of events as little as possible, but that is the one specific one I would like to meddle with. Yes. Very much so. We have also determined that Grant will be staying as the Void. The reason for this is because it is necessary for Grant to become possessed by Adel Otherwise, he will die in the ghost train event. Likewise, the break fight needs to happen, as I need the materials to forge the sword. And Roxanne will also need to be transformed, as many of the capabilities she gained in the course of that will become instrumental. And also, if you do not disarm Adel, before the middle of July, the first meeting will happen. And there is no world line in which Roxanne survives the first meeting with Adel untransformed. Hmm. The extraction of your two other selves, your two fragments, is quite traumatic, and you require the extra fortitude of your transformed self. Well, 
if I didn't need enough for another reason for it to happen, that would, uh, you know, not dying is a pretty good motivator. Yeah, not dying tends to help with the saving the world thing. Plus, I still have a promise to keep to one of the other Roxanne's, and if she doesn't exist, I can't keep that promise. So, what else? What else needs to be done? And what else would you like to accomplish to improve things? I have a minor selfish request. Of course. Do you all remember the very first hunt we went on together? I guess. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the, the lizard things that sound like they came from Zelda. That, do you mean the first hunt we were on? Or the first, like, official hunt? Because the first one we just kind of stumbled into that. The one we fucking stumbled ass first into. Okay. Yeah. Is this about the, the, the baby lizard? It's about the baby lizard. Yes. Thought about that as well. I just like, you know, what if just like drop me in there and I don't know, that thing will probably hatch on its own considering the time frame. I could just snatch the egg up and be out of there and we don't even have to worry about it. I second. Yeah, okay. Put that on the want. Will do. You don't understand, Steiner. I need a baby lizard. <laughs> Man, I hope your apartment has a no does not have a no pets policy, because you're going to have two magical pets. Oh damn, what will I do what will I do? You know, <laughs> considering by the time I adopt all those magical pets, I also, you know, don't live in that apartment anymore. Oh, fair enough, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just have to, like, I don't know, give the egg to my other self before, I don't know, I get put in the fucking memory hole for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have a pet. Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> I know you have the baby cat to worry about, but also, here's a baby lizard. Make sure one does not eat the other one. Which way will that happen? Who knows? I mean, Who knows? the mother was pretty fucking strong. I imagine it'll grow up to be big and strong, too. It'll, like, cancel each other out. <laughs> Maybe they'll get along great. You don't know. Be like Milo and Otis. Let's see, let's, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's see if there's anything else um, we can do. Maybe we can find a way to warn uh, Border Cal about the horrible stuff that's going to happen to them, so that way they don't, like, have to completely mess with their entire, like, structure of how they exist in order to continue to exist. I'm kind of of two minds about that. Because, like, 
on. Okay, out of character. Border Cow is the one where like they all turn. They all like. Groovy got turned into a paint elemental. Jack got turned into a smoke elemental, etc., etc. Right. And the whole gist of that was basically that they had their bodies like on ice until such a point that they could figure out how to fix it. Right. I was non-specific about that, but essentially what happened is they died and their bodies were not suitable for living in. They got mangled pretty bad. And so a impromptu rushed rituals shoved them into the elements that they were most familiar with. You know, Aelita, a big pile of scrap, uh, Jack, his smoke, Groovy, their paint, and Benny, their clothes. And th- it was a big shrug. They were going to figure it out later because they had the end of the world to disarm first. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can, like, prevent them from all dying. That would be super. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I definitely want to help them. I just don't want to, like... Here I am talking about adopting a fucking baby lizard, and then I'm like, oh, what if I? <laughs> sure, what if we? Too much. We don't want to fuck with the timeline. Whatever. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Point of contention. Uh, for, first and foremost, that does seem to veer a little bit too far into messing with the order of things. And second, um. We really have no idea where, when, and how it happened. Um, I want to correct that. You do. You had a conversation with them in the Deadlands before you jumped back in time. We glossed over that in the interest of not having that phase take up three sessions. But that was a conversation you did have. Okay. It was a thing that the four of them did say they would like to have happen. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I can bring that I'd... up then. Okay, if I had remembered that, then I wouldn't have suggested it. The th- a thing they said they would like to have happen in that they would like to not get turned into elementals, or... Correct. Okay. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, I mean, as long as we're here, we may as well fix everything else. Yeah. I'll strike my comment from the record, then. It's... We're going for a happy fucking ending, guys. Come on. All right. Um, I don't think there's really any harm in... I don't remember which part, which California group is which. Border. Right, right, right. No, are, you I'm thinking, th- are you thinking Mid-Cal and their weird ink blood transfusion thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's really any harm in, like, letting that happen, because, like... All things considered, it's pretty minor. Seems kind of seems like it could be reversible too. I mean, it's blood, ink, blood. You could probably just like do the same thing backwards if you really wanted to. And they don't seem too bothered by it, so probably leave that alone. It's not important, but I'm. I want to ask anyway, just out of curiosity. Uh, what was the one? What was the thing we missed for Cam? I know we missed one of the required materials. You didn't miss anything. It was the watch. Was the one, like, 
mission Roxanne got that she was not successful, in quotes on. By the way, speaking of the watch, though, like, I would bring this up in character. Do we need to do anything about that? Because, I mean, now that Nalkovia is this Nalkovia gestalt. By the way, hi, Nalkovia. Hi. Did you enjoy your vacation? Eh, it had its ups and downs. I miss running water and indoor plumbing. So, regarding me and my whole situation, it's up to you. You can choose to show up at Disneyland early and talk her down, bring her to Elysium, let her do her research, and it will be basically fine. You'll need to get Notcher to talk to the heads of the Fae Court so that they don't throw a riot once they realize- well, no, they only really notice that it's gone because uh, Luddite number three over here summoned in a fairy to alert them to the theft, pointing at Grant. In his defense, it seemed like a good idea at the time. We see that a lot. So, so far as really any of us are concerned, it's fine. So long as you get to her before the first practice run of the time loop spell, it'll be basically all right. Ah, hmm. uh, if we're going to do that, that sort of means that we have to do the whole inform nature early thing. So, yeah, it's probably best that we handle Notcher's situation before we start uh, showing up at their door. And yeah, I know they're trapped in crystal for that first term. For those... Was it first... Was it, I want to say three-fifths of the year? Approximately. Yeah. I know they're trapped in crystal for that amount of time, but I still think they will notice just a fairy running around their, work, their, their workshop and doing things. I feel like we cannot particularly hide. I don't feel. I feel like we can't hide that particular little bit. Pixie, not fair. Pixie, sorry. Uh, so should I add preventing the Nalkovia incident to the itinerary or not? Yes. I feel like we should, just because, like, I don't know. Considering the fucking with the timeline we're doing, we should probably minimize as any other fucking with the timeline that goes on. Also, despite herself, Roxanne kind of likes Nalkovia. Even if Nalkovia is really irritating. I was just thinking, like, I, I had the thought that Disneyland is where we met Dave, and no, we met Dave before Disneyland. Da- Disneyland is where we met Dave's daughter. Dave's Disneyland. <laughs> we first met Dave at the mountain. And then we memed him into being the same guy at Disneyland. Yes. And then he became one of the ten most important people in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Heh. Hey, I mean, at least now he'll get to enjoy Disneyland with his daughter in a completely normal way. 
Yeah. Also, he's no longer one of the most important people in the world. He's not relevant anymore. He's relevant until we make him irrelevant. I mean, technically, the whole thing with the knives is irrelevant because the goal here is to have the final fight not happen. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said he's no longer relevant. I'm sure he's actually happy about that, or he would be happy about that. If he knew, he would be happy. He would, if he would be ecstatic. If we explained all of this to him, his reaction would be say, to go, okay, and then walk <laughs> away. That's bullshit. Go get help. <laughs> Backing away slowly. Alright, what else? You want to go back and just stomp that elf? What? What elf? Oh, that what, the, the elf that, uh, that killed a bunch of people to get to me. Oh, the oh. archer? Yeah, the archer. I mean, it would be nice to at least, like, make sure nobody dies. Yeah. Like, may as well while we're here. That is how Grant learns about, um... Well, no, you knew about that. You, I don't think you knew the, like, extent of how much, uh... No, Grant did not know that the Queen was sending people after him. He had just completely lucked out of it up until that yeah. point. Uh, I mean, no, I... Yeah, that's, like I said, the extent. I knew that... He knew that um, the Queen wanted his ass, but not how badly. Yeah. Uh, Grant was unaware up until the Archer about the bodies left behind due to his actions. Uh, and... He was serious when he when he said if he had known about it, he won gotten and gotten that branding on his face. After the first corpse, he would not have fucked around. This is the trolley problem. <laughs> this is just so coming back into character as we ruminate on this. Part of the issue with changing that event is. You all need your interactions with Ashley Arias to proceed in a very specific direction. Because it is only by virtue of your collective relationship with her becoming what it was that the Ohio breakout ever happened. That's not still innocent bodies, it just it sits wrong. It sits wrong. I know it has to happen, but I... <clears throat> it sucks, but... You know. Unless there's something... We don't know... We... Well, no, we do... We did learn... Okay, I mean... Uh, out of character, we did, like, get a list of people who had died in the same circumstances. No. Yeah, but that was only because we only got a list of people that had died because of that, because Ashley stepped in in that situation. Because yes, we please. we now know that. Is it possible that we could just like bip in, give them immediate medical attention so that they don't die and then leave? That would be some pretty significant medical attention, especially because the one that alerted you all to the archer was a guy got a perfectly round hole shot through his head from an impossible angle. Fair enough. Just want to like see if we can save anybody. We save like 
what was it like eight something people what if you oh so most of the people who died to fey people hunting grant happened before he came to la yeah in la it was like three or four people three yeah, it took four it, yeah it took 30 minutes yeah right uh, so it's like or 20 minutes or something you say five people but maybe we mess up the entire time on the world dies again trolley problem so anyway let's just take that off the board because uh it's too dangerous to mess with it the calculus is really difficult like theoretically it could be done but it's just not viable as much as i would like to save those four randos it puts too much in jeopardy if we mess with it especially if in the act of trying to save them the archer sees you and starts unloading on you and then you theoretically put more civilians in danger yep. so our list so far is on the need side hasn't changed and on the want we still have silas cutler and now we have the baby lizard border cowl and now covia so anything else anybody can think of and this doesn't have to be the be all end all you all are coming back here between these events yeah, we can, like, think of more in between, but, like, I can't think of any right now. Yeah, I can't think of anything right this second. Okay. Yeah, I want nothing. Alright. I mean, this is a pretty good list for now. So, coming back into it. So, with this list in hand, when do we want to accomplish each of these individual events? Obviously, the baby lizard must be accomplished on January 4th. And now Covia will need to be approached February 28th. But outside of that, you have some significant windows. Maybe. Approaching Nacha should happen fairly soon because that makes everything a lot easier. Uh, as for giving uh, Gregory the second hard drive, I don't remember exact, the exact date when I gave Roxanne access to the lab, but it was actually when, like, what month was it? I have absolutely no idea. No clue, my dude! When did Gregory first show up? That'll narrow it down. <laughs> No idea, my dude! I want to say, yeah. like, July. I want to say July for some reason, but I have no idea if that's correct. It was definitely before July, because July was the month when you met Adel, and Gregory was definitely extant before then. Okay. Uh, Alright. Can I just, let's just fucking hand wave this. <sighs> so, the date, uh, so let's see. Um, 
for giving the Gregory the second H, the second, giving Gregory the hard drive, uh, easiest way to do that would be for Roxanne to just pop into the lab at a time when I'm out, and that'll be after, it'll have to be after, sometime after I give her lab access. So. I mean, I don't remember exactly when you gave me lab access, but I want to say it was at least before we went to see Adel for the first time. And that would be a good window to do it because you there's no chance of you popping into the lab if you're, you know, in a different part of the state. Uh, that's a good point. So mark that down. That's when we'll do that. Well, that's when you'll do that. I won't be involved in that particular process. Yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, you'd come along, but I think that would just make things a little more complicated. You could be there, Father, if you chose to. Gregory is exceptionally good at partitioning off sections of his own knowledge when he wants to be. Not sure that's the best thing for either of us. Hello, son. It's me, your father. I died and I'm now a robot. <laughs> I've never felt closer to you. Now please forget about this for at least six months. Don't tell me, you'll ruin the surprise. It's a whole bunch of trauma. Just all at once, there you go. Now locked <laughs> away. I'm the best father ever. <laughs> No, I think it just has to be Roxanne. My coming along would just complicate it. So, regarding the Border Cal team, Roxanne, you healed George November 9th. Mm-hmm. And after that is when Jack returned to his team. And after that is when they were wounded. So, or killed, I should say. So, your contact with them, in the interest of optimal readiness, will need to take place after November 12th, but obviously before the day of that actual fight, which was December 1st. All right. And with that nailed down, the only questions that remain concern your contact with Notcher. Specifically, when in the year do you make contact? And do you make contact before or after you fuck Silas Cutler? I don't like the phrasing of that. Yes, I'd like to take a vote that we stop phrasing it exactly that way. Yes, can we, we add actually... up in there? Can we just insert up right there? Yeah, can let's just... add the word up. <laughs> Noted. Amending vocabulary. Appreciated. So to restate, will you be making contact with Notcher before or after you upfuck Silas Collar? <laughs> I almost made it. <laughs> Are you doing this on purpose? I li- no, I like the, I- uh, no, I like the no, idea. No, 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 that's, keep that in because that's that's Greta actually that's, laughing. That's, that is actually Greta laughing and saying I almost kept it up. 
Phil, I, I appreciate the joke. Um, I think it has to be after to be contact Nacha because that would definitely get their attention. Very well. Then when do you contact Nacha? Uh, hmm. I mean, so long as it's fairly early, it really doesn't matter. But if we want to nail down a date um, after this, after January 4th, probably. I don't know why that particular... I don't know why, but it feels more right to be after January 4th. I mean, any day is as good as another. Yeah. It feels like. Honestly, I feel like the sooner we do it, the better. Because if we're contact, if we're doing the thing with Silas Cutler after we contact Notcher, giving Silas Cutler time to do horrible things to people that don't deserve it is bad. It's bad. Yeah. So earlier is better, in my opinion. Then I believe the fifth. It's as good as day as any. 8th of January it is. Also, some of these things need not be done in strict chronological order. If you intend to fight Silas Cutler on January 5th, that does not mean that you cannot prevent the Nalkovia incident on February 28th 1st. That's right. I do have access to a literal time machine. I am a machine, and I am very good at time, yes. I think he was referring to the watch. I was referring to the watch because time machine sounds cooler in my brain. I know what you are referring to, but I will be handling the bulk of the transfers. Okay, fair enough. So, if you all are ready, we can begin now. It is up to you. If you would like to rest, that is fine. I'm fine, I don't know about, but it's up to you. I really don't stop so much. I mean, as far as resting goes, there's not really, I don't want to sound rude, but there's not really a uh, lot to do here. I could put you somewhere and when. Yeah. You do not need to rest here if you do not want to. Oh, that is an extremely interesting offer. But, uh, nah, I mean, I'd rather just, like, at least get started, see how, see where things go. If we're going to need to take a rest, maybe we can do it after we get some stuff done. The only thing I really would like is to get a whole handle on my head hair situation, but aside from that, I'm good. Do you consider that a priority, Grant? Not a pressing priority, but it would make me feel a lot more comfortable. Perhaps you can get it figured out while you are scouting the Silas Cutler situation. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be in the same place he was last time, and there's doubtlessly going to be a hairdresser or a barber shop near college. So yeah. yeah. We just make a day of it then. Well, you know, go out, pick up some bread, some milk, get a haircut, um, 
murder a serial killer. Uh, oh, nothing much. <laughs> it's a typical Tuesday. Never a dull moment in SoCal. So, with that in mind then, what do you want to do first? Honestly, I feel like contacting Notcher, regardless of uh, how it's going to go down due to time travel, I feel like that's a good starting point, in my opinion. I don't know about everybody else, but like telling Notcher what's up so that way they don't have to worry about all the other th- shit that we'll be doing is probably for the best. Mm, maybe. Oh, I I should be clear. In case it wasn't obvious, the physical confrontation that you will have to have with Notcher and the other angels in order to sever the connection does not need to happen at the same time as first contact. That could happen days or weeks later. Say so we just go talk to Nacha first, then then see how the rest just plays out what we feel like doing. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good to me. Very good. Would you like to be deposited directly into Elysium or somewhere on Earth and then you make your way there yourselves? I feel like the end result's the same. Either you put us in Elysium or I put us in Elysium. Either way, we're there. I can put you directly there. I was just accommodating for your personal comfort. I appreciate it. Thank you. She turns to look at Roxanne directly. She, you know, she, she's been doing the, the speaker, like turning her head between all three of you throughout the conversation, but addressing Roxanne in particular. Directly in the cathedral or somewhere on the outskirts? Um. Oh my gosh! Somewhere on the outskirts. It doesn't. It's not going to take long to get there anyway. May as well not just like drop down in Notcher's living room, so to speak. Especially when this is going to be the first meeting, technically, in a roundabout sense. Understood. Then, when you are all ready, stand and gather so I can move you. I do so. Yeah, yep. Roxanne just like gets up out of her chair and stands with the rest of everybody. So now Kovia like raises one hand. This whole time she's been in the same position she was the first time you all were here, just reclining back on the timepiece like it's a weird floating sofa. She just raises one hand and kind of waves the three of you as you all get up, yells, Good luck, kids. Thank Bye you. now, Kovia. See you soon. Relatively. And then Greta gets up from her seat, pushes in her chair, walks over to the three of you, and... You know, last time she did this, like, kind of grand gesticular motion to move you all into the primordial wilds. This time she just holds out a hand in a very obvious I'm going to snap pose to give you just a little bit of warning. And then she snaps her finger 
and you are in Elysium. All three of you. It's just a an instantaneous blink. And you are standing on the outskirts of Elysium. You're not like, you're not at the edge of the disc. You are a little ways inland, but it is the scene that Roxanne you are very, very familiar with. And Grant and Steiner, you know, to a lesser extent, but still surrounded by concentric rings of amber orbs so great you cannot see the curvature of them, the great cathedral off in the distance sitting at the center of it all. Angels of various elaborate, abstract shapes milling about, checking on the orbs. The air still thick and heady with time Stealth and death magic. Welcome back. It's January 5th. You are back in the timeline. What do you do? Just kind of start walking towards the cathedral. Follow. I'm going to see if anyone tries to stop us. And if they do, then we'll go from there. But I'm just going to pretend like I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> we'll go go get like a, a high vis vest and a hard hat and a clipboard and just walk around. <laughs> a ladder. That's all you need is a clipboard and a ladder. In my experience, all you need is a badge and a single colored polo shirt. <laughs> Bunch of flowers and the, like a uniform works. <sighs> so there's that same sort of weird like not quite compression of space, but it's something very akin to that. Where the distance you are crossing is much greater than, like, the lengths of your legs allow for. It's like, the space of Elysium is hurrying you towards your destination. But you don't quite reach it before just stepping in front of you is this small pack of angels. Most of them you don't recognize, but bad news is definitely at the front of the group. And he stands there alive. It's the first time you've seen him in a little over a year at this point. Roxanne, since he dropped dead in the tunnel. Standing in front of you, tall, terrifying, one hand on the hilt of the sword that is stuck partway into his second torso, just regarding all of you. I recognize two of you, but not like this. Identify and explain yourselves. Ah. Uh, so. 
We traveled through time. Also, hi, it's really good to see you again. Again? We have yes. not met. From your perspective, no. Yes. From your perspective, this is I, not the first time we've spoken, but like the first time we've spoken face to face, I guess. I see. Is there any proof, any verification that you can offer? Your boss is Nacha, and they recruited us to fight Adels with Sap. Able from destroying all of humanity because their partner sees the worst aspects of humanity constantly all the time. And it caused them to die of, well, just constantly being inflicted with awful visions. So we did all that, we stopped Adel, we didn't successfully stop, we did not successfully stop the worm, and so we went back in time and we're going to correct the timeline to give the best possible outcome for everyone involved. Here we are, to talk to Notcher. Also, I'm here. This is my brother well. Grant. This is, you know, Dr. Gregory Steiner. Hello, I died, I got better, sort of. I see. <laughs> yes, it's quite a lot. That is an exceptional amount of information you have. Well, we did have a year and change to get it. Well. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here laughing because I'm thinking about how just blown away this <laughs> poor angel must be. And it's making it difficult to do the voice. I'm not holding all the cards anymore. <laughs> Damn. Well, I believe at the very least it would be best if you spoke directly to the blind heir. And they're kind of like looking around at the rest of the group, looking over their shoulder like, uh, is that correct? Am I saying the correct thing? <laughs> you know, they, they don't have, like, the, their face, their their head is just like a big gold skull. So the, they don't have, like, facial features. So everything is conveyed through their body language, which is very, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. <laughs> this is not how this is supposed to go. This isn't how the boss said this was going. You're not the one supposed to be lore dumping. Lord Dumping is our job. This is wrong. <laughs> so with, uh, with, with the same kind of unsure ascent from all of the angels behind them, bad news turns 180 degrees and like motions at the three of you to follow and just starts walking towards the cathedral. Yeah, okay. You know, it's really fun being on the other side of this for once. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, indeed. And the three of you plus your escort 
march yourselves to the front door of the cathedral and through and into the big central chamber where Notcher is there still in their big crystal. And the your escort like parts just gets out of the way so that you three can, you know, have nothing between you and the person you need to be talking to. Do any of you three jump in or do you just let a bit of silence hang there for a moment? I'm just gonna view hike. Hi. How's it going? Hey! This is not at all how events were supposed to unfold. We require an explanation. Then events unfolding as they did not particularly work out, so... We failed! Well, sort of. We stopped Adel, didn't stop the well. Yeah, pretty much. So we're back for a do-over. And, um, we have pertinent new information that we're... Well, we can share with you. The plan has changed. We believe that we can save everyone. Mm. Mm? Just before you say anything, just remember that we probably don't want to tip off uh, Notcher that we need to, like, see Meza at all. Yeah. Just because that might make uh, uh, them hostile at the moment. This would be a thing Fair that enough, you I guess. Fair enough, I guess. Well, just because, like, the reason that we have to go through all that shit is because they're not going to let us see Meza unless we sever that connection. So if they know what we want, then they might be less inclined to be, like, nice to us at the moment. Alright. So, we've had a year and change to consider things, and we'd like to propose some changes to the plan. We are willing to listen. We are not certain if we will act on it, but we will hear you, at least. I mean, I don't know that it's... Okay, I don't know that it's so much that we're here to suggest alternatives more... We were just here to let you know we were here? Because there's some things we need to fix, and... We didn't want this to, we didn't want um, to be doing things and then have you overcompensate for changes without knowing the source of them. Yes, we certainly would have done that. Even your presence here, this interaction is not affecting the world line. It's not yet. It should be, though. So... Don't worry about that. The long and the short of it is, um... We're going to nudge a few things. We don't want to make big sweeping changes, with a few exceptions, but... We're going to nudge a few things into place that... Will... Make everything right. Make everything go as it should. 
Since you really have the benefit of going around once, and we know what worked, and we know it didn't, so... Here we are. We would like to send someone with you. If you are hidden from our sight by some mechanism, we would like to know what is happening, what changes are being made. I'm so fucking tempted to say we can't tell you, but we will reveal it in time. <laughs> Let's see, that's... I'm not sure that's actually possible. I'm not against it, but see, we sort of exist outside the time stream when we're not in... You know, when we're not here. It's very complicated. Um, so basically... My self in the future has made. Well, it's, it's okay. So, I made a son in this timeline, which I'm sure you are aware of, Gregory. And then later, Gregory will split, and one of those iterations uh, is going back and setting all of the timelines to the best possible outcome. That is an exceptional undertaking. Yes, apparently we're about halfway through. Um, it's an unfathomably large number of timelines being corrected, but, well, they have literally all of the time in the world. Yeah, she seems to be very good at it by this point. Keeps it fresh. Bringing the success rate to 33% and rising. So, as I said before, we stopped Edel, did not successfully stop the worm, so we're back to correct the mistakes that led to that. So this conversation is a little bit, like, difficult, because Notcher is still in their crystal, so they are just frozen, they have no body language, all this communication is psychic. So, when they're quiet, you can't actually, like, read anything on them, and they are quiet for a while after you say all that. Which doesn't mean you have to be. They are just evidently thinking pretty hard. So, um, I'm... Let's see. A uh, list of a couple of changes we'd like to make uh, should be fairly inconsequential. Um... The Porter Cal uh, sort of died and they had to... It's a whole thing. We'd like to prevent that. That is a thing they specifically requested we prevent. I don't imagine that will have too much effect on how things turn out in the end, but it is just a nice thing to do for them. We're going to kill Silas Cutler. Oh yes, we're going to absolutely murder Silas Cutler. Like, almost as soon as we're done talking here, we're going to go murder Silas Cutler. We don't like him. We don't like him in the slightest. He did horrible things to me. I'm going to need therapy. <laughs> to you? I mean, I got out of it pretty okay, but just like, what a fucking creep. What an asshole. We've considered a uh, net positive uh, to the world if he's... Silas Cutler is taking out, taken out early. We do not have exceptional objections to the early death of Silas Cutler. 
if anything, preventing the theoretical death of the unimpressed. We are able to call him the unimpressed. You all do have a fair amount of information. We know... I'm not so fucking... I'm not so fucking conceited to say that we know everything, but we know... We know a bit. A bit, yeah. Like, we went beyond that by six months or so. We had time to form a grand plan. Plan is already in motion. Part of that plan is coming back and telling you that things are going to be happening. Please do not panic. It's all under control. We have concerns about the Border Cal team, however. Their capabilities are frequently instrumental in attaining victory in the fight against Adel. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. We, yeah, no, uh, that. we know how to deal with Adel now, and we can prepare more thoroughly. Um, we can more thoroughly prepare the Border Cal group with, you know, the time not spent acclimating to all their new bodies and the information we have. We're obviously trying to, like, limit how much interaction we do. We understand timelines are very fragile things. Um, oh, um, the thing with the... I mean, I, you know, I was never actually super clear how much you know in advance, but, like, it's gonna be a thing at Disneyland in, uh, February. Leap day. Yeah, leap day. Right, obviously, leap day. Yes, the incoming incident in which the Pixie Nalkovia acquires the timepiece. Yeah, we're just going to, like... We're gonna let her have it. Well, we're not going to stop her from doing weird experiments on the timeline to that degree. And we were hoping we could, like, just, like, bring her here, talk her down, put her in, you know, your custody. I, I think I think the two of you would actually get along really well. You see, Narclavia is act actively, actively helping us. So, while it does work out for them, we would like to avoid the whole getting cut in half thing. It's unpleasant for everyone. We would not have any objections to this. It... Well, we suppose you already know that it is our intention to use this opportunity to acquire the timepiece for ourselves. Yes, and you will have it earlier. Mm -hmm. In the original timeline, I didn't give you the timepiece because I didn't trust you, by the way. No offense. No, we understand now that you only wanted the best, but at the time, we didn't, well, I had wanted to say we, but I didn't know you existed, so really it was only Roxanne. You can understand that you might seem a little, I hesitate to use the word shady, but it's a little weird and we weren't quite sure. We are very new to all of this. We understand, we just do not find it pleasant to hear of our 
failures. That's no, fair. I would imagine not. That's that's one hundred percent fair. Nobody's perfect. Not even someone with as much foresight as you have. So anyway, so um, that covers it for this meeting. We will be back later once more events have been nudged into their proper place. We don't plan on doing any... I don't think we plan on doing anything that we haven't already told you about or that hasn't already mm-hmm. happened. It's it's weird with time travel because, like, there is a thing we're going to go back and do. We're going to go get that baby lizard so Steiner doesn't kill it. That's just the thing I wanted to do. A little pet project. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Was that on purpose, champion? That actually was, yes. Um, so, just re- again, reassurances. We've had a lot of time to think this out, and we know what needs to stay the same and what can be nudged. For example, uh, Mr. Harrison here needs to stay the void, so that event has to happen. Yep, it sucks, but I gotta live with it. I need to fight the rake and forge the sword. That has to happen. Things of that nature. I need to... Well, I'm sure you have inklings about what you what you plan to do with me. That all still needs to happen. I don't get to where I am unless you... Unless things happen the way that they're going to happen. We're just smoothing some wrinkles. Roxanne, you hear something in your head. It isn't quite words. It feels like Notcher is trying to start a sentence and then like letting it die and then trying to start it again and then letting it die. Grant Steiner, you don't hear this at all. Look, if it makes you feel any better, before before we went back I did forgive and that probably doesn't make it easier and I'm not going to be happy about it for a while I still might not necessarily be happy about it but it has to happen and I don't regret where I am now You were going to do it, whether I said to or not. So, I don't think you need to feel guilty, at least, about doing it anyway. This is just into Roxanne's head. It is a cold comfort, but we will... find comfort in it nonetheless. I promise you, when everything is said and done, maybe you won't be glad you did, but once this is all over with, things will be good. Trust me. I mean, after all, it's what I'm supposed to do, right? It's what you are supposed to do. It is why we chose you. 
I'm pretty good at my job. We will do our best to stay out of your way. However... And, and this is to all of you now. However, if things go too far awry, we may begin taking action. Please keep us informed. Stand up. Well, there's nothing else to do here. I say we go ruin Cutler's day. Yeah, that's good. Time to go fuck up an old man. It sounds bad when you say it like that. And on that, three of you just blink out and are back in the void of time. <laughs> if that wasn't the moment that happened, I was going to have Roxanne just teleport us out anyway. <laughs> An excellent first contact. Could have gone up it's better, but... Telling the truth generally seems to get us if you to want where to we need to go. Truth. I mean, we weren't telling any lies. I absence of the truth is similar to a lie. We technically were, but we weren't we're going to tell them the whole truth eventually. It's called lying by omission, person. Listen, I know what that is. Like, I did that a lot, okay? So. Silas Cutler. What environment would you like to make contact in? I'd love to just drop in on him while he's in his lair. Where he feels safest. Does he have to poop? Why would you say that? <laughs> I feel like if... I mean, Silas is still dangerous, though. I kind of like to get the drop on him where he's least far, or he's, uh, or he's farthest from help. But uh, a person like Cutler, when where does he go? Does he sleep in his lab? Silas Cutler does not sleep. His mastery of fleshcrafting magic has advanced to the point of where he is able to repair his own neurons without sleep. This is why I asked if he poops still, because he might have mastered not having to poop anymore. He has a biomass, he has to intake energy, and then he has to excrete waste products. He excretes all of his waste through his skin. That's disgusting. That explains why you look so gross. Yeah. I really didn't need to know that. But also, see, this is why I asked. I mean, you could have phrased it differently. He does not use the bathroom in any capacity. He does not bathe because he is able to slough the outer layer of his skin off to shed all of the dirt. He does not pass waste. He does eat. I don't want to know what he eats. I could tell you. No, no, he specifically said we don't want to know. Can I, 
I mean, like, is Silas Cutler immune to, like, prion diseases? I would imagine if he can repair his own neurons, and yes. Because that feels like it would answer a lot of questions about what he eats. <laughs> I mean, I have an answer, but y'all don't want it. Nope. I kind of want it, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you after. Okay. Alright, what was, uh... What was the weakness for him? We needed, like, some kind of... Uh, he was just a dude. If he had not hopped into a fucking flesh monster, we could have just stabbed him to death. Yeah, the weakness was for the homunculus. Silas Cutler is just a human. Granted, he's a very powerful human, but he plays by human rules, which is if you kill him, he dies. It doesn't really matter how you do it. <laughs> to defeat the Silas Cutler, shoot him until he dies. People die if they are killed. You can't see it, but I was doing like a little sage nod as I said that. I heard it. I heard the nod. I heard it. I heard the nod, yeah. Alright, alright, alright. Um, we'll probably encounter Homunculus, Homunculi, unless we like catch him when he's, I don't know, driving through the desert or something. It would be possible to run his car off the road, attack him in an in a disadvantageous area. Hmm. That sounds good. So the plan is, let me drive. What if we just like, relocate a steamroller and just drop it on him while he's in a car? You'll need to stop time first. Also throw a bunch of knives at him. Well, look at the- I have knives! <laughs> We're talking to time control power people. Like he's got to park at some point, or like we could do it while he's at a red light somewhere. Does Silas Cutler run red lights? Red run red lights? Is there no depths to his evil? <laughs> Look, I'll I'll give you all this for free. You're probably going to have to kill him with magic implements in some capacity because he, you know, Grant's no bones trick is pretty neat. Silas can do that, but better. Yeah. He can bone. He can bend his bones. You know, I could just like, we could just like walk up to him as he's working and just like shove one of my knives in his throat. He would die then. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't want to underestimate him. I don't want. This is fair. Yes, this is this is one hundred percent fair. But I do like the idea of running him off of the road. There's a lot of desert in California that we can just run him off in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I feel like running him off the road is probably a pretty, like, good idea. Fair enough. Out in the middle of the desert, nowhere to go to help. No witnesses. I can put you at a time and place relatively early in the year that that would be possible. There are a few times when he went up into the high desert to and she kind of ducks her head and winces a bit retrieve materials. <sighs> Creep. See, this is why we're killing them. 
I feel like if we were to get him at the exact middle when he's up in the high desert where like it's too far for him to go one way than it would be to go the other way, then that would be good. People go missing in the desert all the time. There was a song about that. Take your Very word. good. Would you like me to put you in the middle of the road, or would you like to retrieve a car first? I don't know how you could easily get a car. I feel like just being in the road would be fine. I could pretend to be a corpse on the side of the road, and maybe he'll stop to pick me up. Or I could just blow his car over and make it roll with wind magic. That works too. I have, a, I have a really dumb thought. By the way, if we, uh-huh. if I use magic to bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature, and he's in a car, will the car keep going with him in it? <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't affect objects; it affects people. So he would get barred, but the car would keep going. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> He'd splatter and get Play-Doh'd out through the gaps in the car's paneling, but... <laughs> oh my god, we have to work on- we have to do this now! Oh. <laughs> this one particular stretch of road is barred to Silas Cutler. <sighs> Time to speed trap Silas Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Dr. Steiner's Deadly Speed Traps. <laughs> Roxanne's Harrison's Evil Test. <laughs> Very good. I will deposit you on the side of the road. Silas Cutler will be driving north. You will have exactly 300 seconds before he crosses past you. He will be driving a white 1997 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Hmm. Okay. Well, there will be a significant amount of tint on the windows. Naturally. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to be a serial murderer picking up bodies to perform weird magic experience on, I'd tint my windows. I thought tinting the front windows was illegal in California. Oh, oh like, no, that's gonna stop. So is Golly, people. <laughs> the serial killer might be breaking the law. Look, they fucking arrested Al Capone on tax evasion. Because they couldn't that's get him on anything point, else. Actually, yeah. I feel like Silas Cutler would just like eat the cop. <laughs> I don't want to think anymore about Silas Cutler eating people. <laughs> so, if you all ready yourselves. Ready as I'll ever be. Yup. Absolutely. She stands in front of you all again, holds out her hand, and snaps. And holy shit, you guys. Hey, truck door's back! <laughs> You're back in California. Hell yeah. And it's not being eaten by a worm. Or in the ocean yet. None of that has happened. 
somewhere to the southwest, you all met for the first time, like yesterday. Some of us. Yeah. Some of us have known each other all of our lives. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that right, Steiner? <laughs> <laughs> but not in this context. You knew each other, but you didn't know each other until January 4th. So, you have five minutes until Cutler drives by. What do you do? I'd like to use magic. Yeah, I would, if at all possible, I am going to assist if need be. Alright. I already know the spell, so give me the roll. Finally, a reason to open my character sheet. Yeah, right? I'm ready to fucking bomb this roll. It would be so fucking funny. A nine. Nine. Grant, you want to help out? Yeah, let's help out. Helping out is cool. How cool is it? It's seven cool. It's seven cool. So, on a help out, God, it's uh, it's been a while since we've actually like <laughs> used moves and shit. I actually uh-huh. need yeah. to open up the PDF. <laughs> Your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Grant's gonna get hit by a car. How does Grant Harrison expose himself to trouble or danger? We're in the middle of the fucking desert. I'm just, I just get sunburned and take a harm. (laughs) (laughs) Your pasty ass isn't used to UV rays. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe not from sunburn, but maybe from, you know, interacting with your sister's angel magic causes a weird bit of feedback. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Just take a harm. Okay. Free. Steiner, the Harrisons are all set up getting a this fuck this guy screen up and ready. (laughs) What do you spend your five minutes preparing to do? Uh, honestly, the first thought that enters my head is that on the off chance that Silas has some kind of protection against this or it doesn't work and he just goes through it anyway, I kind of want to like have the sword out and just take like a batter stance ready to cut a motherfucker in half. <laughs> Jump into the middle of the road like a couple of yards up and slice the fucking car just right through the driver's seat yeah I'm ready to like use wind magic to like veer the car off course if this doesn't work well you're helping out with the spell so you're not ready to do shit but help out with the spell true but Steiner's got the action ready at the very least okay okay so you all can sit there and hold that and then the moments count down and no cars pass by. It's the middle of the day, but this is not a oft-traveled road. So you all are just alone in the sun for five minutes. And then you hear a car approaching and you can see that it's white and you I don't know if any of you have enough car knowledge to know what a Grand Cherokee looks like, but it is white and it is boxy. 
I have enough knowledge to know that it is not a car and it is not a truck. Isn't that the one? Isn't that the kind of car that uh, OJ made his made his run in? I think it's something else. No idea. I don't remember. But it's hurtling. No, it was a Bronco. Up the road towards you all, doing like eighty, probably because speed limits up here. Ha! Fucking monster. And then it passes the two Harrisons, because Steiner is a little bit farther up the road. And you, you all, you know, you've been fighting for so long. You have, you know, not like enhanced vision, but you're kind of keyed to see things faster. So as this 80 mile an hour vehicle blows past you all, you are able to see it feels like slow motion as like Silas Cutler in the front seat, like you know, identifies the the two of you standing on the side of the road just like turns his head. Huh. Okay. That's weird. Are they magic? And then <laughs> I'm waving high. Like technically it happens legs first because he's sitting, but you all can't see that. You can see it happen face first as he starts to just liquefy starting at the tip of his nose going backwards and smears across the seats of his car first the driver's seat and then back around it smashing smearing all over the passenger seats in the back then keeping going into the trunk space and then shatters out the hatchback window and just splats all over the road. It looks like silly putty in a wind tunnel. And then the <laughs> puddle wiggles and then up into Silas Cutler clothes on he's turned his skin into clothes you're all realizing now I'm not surprised by that fact in the slightest gross and uh his legs are weird they're really long and the musculature is very inhuman and he just fucking turns and starts booking it which direction? Away from you. Aw. Oh. Well, I'm gonna chase after him. Okay. Roll me act under pressure to catch up. Okay, eight. That's an eight. So, you're not gaining on him, but you're not losing him either. You're keeping pace. I just wanna walk up to Roxanne and be like, teleport us, like, I don't know, 50 feet in front of him. I'll, uh, I'll, I just want to do something. I mean, if I can do that, I'll do that. Yeah, you're, uh, you are technically not under much pressure right now. So I will give that to you for free. All right. And, uh, I'm assuming he's running fast enough that, like, 50 feet will, uh, in front of him is not going to be very far. I just want to use wind magic to, like, 
slam him down, like, down hard into the asphalt or whatever counts for road out here. Just, like, stop him right in his tracks. Uh, he's not running on the road. He's okay. he's off in the dirt now. And therefore, so are all of you. But yeah, I get it. All right. Okay. Um, let me... Let me pull out the initiative tracker. <laughs> wow! We have to dust this thing off! Let me just... Oh, hey, I successfully used magic. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, Grant. Kick some ass for me. Oh, damn it. I don't have any uh, luck to spe- spend either. That is a six. Uh... On the plus side, I did level up on that. I don't know how I could possibly help out with this. I mean, you're the one doing the teleporting. It could be just like, he's not expecting us to just appear out of nowhere. I could like, give us a bit more room than Grant asked for, just because like, I know he's still struggling with getting his magic back in order. Yeah, it's uh, you feel a little bit weird right now, Grant. You have been living for well, the past year off Earth, you spent six months in the Fey Wilds, which is mana dense, and then you spent six more months in the primordial Fey Wilds, which is that squared. And now you're back on Earth, and you almost feel like you can't breathe here. It is comparatively so thin with magic energy. Okay. So you, you, you know, you feel like you could be exactly as powerful as you always have been. It's just you have to get used to pulling hard to doing your spells again. The ley lines are all fucked up and I need to readjust. Anyway, I guess I'm going to roll. Yeah, Roxanne can attempt to help out. A seven. A seven? Seven. Okay. So, that turns Grant's six into a seven, so you don't level up. Okay. That is a hit, though, so... Alright. This is going to be a blast of wind, so that's a total of three harm, uh, forceful, and then also, I'm guessing, because he's not expecting this, uh, I also get my... um, my sneaky, which gives me an additional two harm. Yeah, I'll allow that. Alright, so it's a total of five harm. Yeah. Just straight into the ground. So he's in a dead sprint headed towards the two of you as you jump in front of him. You concentrate, do your hand gestures, say your incantations, fire off a shot that arcs up, and then down, slamming into the top of his head, but the the draw is, takes longer than you're anticipating, and he has time to ready himself for it. He does get hit by it, and he does splatter, but he he has he's able to sort of you can tell feel what happens. Like you can see the instant before your shot hit, his eyes go up, and he sort of winds up, and then as the shot connects, he whips 
his right arm forward and his hand detaches from his arm and rockets towards the two of you. And it splatters on the both of you. When it hits you, Grant, the flesh turns to bone, turns to spikes, and stabs into you. Okay. Take three harm, subtract armor. I'm trying to remember if I even have any armor I right now. I don't think you do. I don't think I do. No. Okay. I'm unstable. From three? Yeah, because remember I took uh, I took the right, one you harm did. from earlier. Forgot yeah. about that. And then Roxanne, the the volume of projectile hand that hits you, it doesn't stab into you. It starts like spreading like a film across your body, and you can feel it start to harden. Hmm. What do you do? Question. Mm-hmm. So he fired his, like, arm at me for a part of it or something, right? He threw his hand at the two of you. Got it, got it, got it. And it liquefied mid-flight and splattered on the two of you. Would you say this is a personal object belonging to him? <laughs> uh, a hunk of his flesh, yeah. Cool. A literal pound of Silas Cutler's flesh. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'd like to use magic then before this like hardens up. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me how. Tell me how. Uh, I would like to trap a specific person, minion or monster. Okay. And using sympathetic token as a medium. <laughs> I don't need, it doesn't matter how far away I am from Silas Cutler. As long as it works, it works. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll give you the roll. Add a plus one. <laughs> I got a 13. You got a Damn. 13. All right. I have advanced use magic. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Okay. So by trap a specific person, what exactly do you mean by that? What is your intent for this spell? I want to trap Silas Cutler as much as like the person, the mass of cells that is currently Silas Cutler in place. I want to cage him. Okay. Okay. What's really funny, by the way, is um, if that had failed, part of the wording of sympathetic token is uh, the token is lost, destroyed or loses its power. Which would have been really funny <laughs> if you'd let me get away with that. <laughs> so you channel your intent through the hunk of flesh that is solidifying on top of you. The advanced effect that I'm going to give you is that it applies to the bit of Silas Cutler that is on you in addition to the main body out in front of you so it stops hardening and stops expanding because it's stuck cool. and silas for his part was like getting up from the strike it was it's was slower than it was out of the car collision but he was definitely reforming 
and like part way through, he looks he looks like the mid stage of an Animorphs cover if the two ends are an adult human male and a ball of silly putty. Oh, so he looks like an Andalite. Got it. And he just stops there, stuck for a moment. And he doesn't move in order to do it, but you do see that he starts to change. He is stuck where he is, like, spatially, but his skin starts changing color, and his eyes start moving around his head, and he starts, like, growing some things. You can see the skeletal structure that was partway being grown is uh, shifting around underneath the skin. Steiner, you are in a dead sprint. You catch up. Yeah, fucking up. Fuck him up, let's... Just... Lena, I got a big sword. He's made of meat. Kicking some ass. Kick some ass. Kicking some ass. Just a fucking running baseball swing with your Zweihander. <laughs> eight, which is eight. acceptable. How much harm does your sword deal? Three harm. Three harm. So the, it's it's a it's a kind of a weird interaction because you hit him and you keep going into the swing and he can't like move from that spot because he's stuck. So you cut all the way through him. And that doesn't quite mean as much as it would with literally anybody else, but it's still very satisfying to literally put your sword all the way through his body and come out the other side. Slicing off a big slice of bologna. (laughs) Or that's what would have happened. Your sword gets halfway through his body halfway through the swing and then you know he's stuck so he can't exactly like start smashing himself into you but once your sword is like fully inside of him all of the sword's momentum stops you keep going and you like lurch you almost fall down on your face but your sword has been bear trapped in his body. Mm-hmm. Well played, Mr. Grant. Cutler. Okay, so he can stop that sword. He can't stop my knives. He can't stop those. Uh so I'm I'm gonna go up to him and hopefully stab him a bunch. Just like a, a whole lot. Alright. Close the distance. Make with the stabbing. Oh, that is a 10, so I do get another attack. Yes. Well, you may. You can choose another extra effect, but you may. True. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh for extra attack. Nine. If anybody else can get that up to a ten. I don't think anybody can here. Okay. He is a sitting duck. He is a sitting duck. Yeah, he's a sitting duck. I'll I'll give you a plus one from that. Alright, so uh, I'm going to take one less harm from the extra 10. Um, you attack from an ambush or from behind. He's. You are not getting uh, sneaky off of this one. Yeah, I, f- I, figured as well. I figured as much. I just wanted to check the exact wording 
just in case, but no, I'm not getting sneaky on this one. He has no behind exactly because like as you are closing the distance to get up to him one of his eyes has just swirled around from the front of his head to the back and it's honestly i'm surprised he's staying with using only two eyes well right now you three are only in two directions oh fair enough yeah uh that's i believe a total of six damage one harm and close ignore armor no that's only two harm i think because unless i get unless i get my sneaky and then you do not okay yeah so that's only two harm okay two harm ignore armor is good tell me exactly how you're attacking i'm going to i go up to him i stab him once in what i presume to be his side and then I say to him, you didn't get a chance to hear me last time, but I told you I was going to fucking kill you. And then I step, try and stab him in the head. Okay. Well, head area. <laughs> head area. Head is maybe vestigial at this point. Yeah. So you get, you do get the knives into him and it feels good, the stab. And you are able to pull them out they don't get stuck like steiners too however during the pull something goes a bit wrong because see silas isn't just a flesh wizard he's also a wizard wizard and your swords are made of metal Hmm. so just before they fully exit his body you feel a lightning spell just rip up your arms. Now that isn't quite so bad because one of your hands is built to not be highly electrically conductive. Steiner is a good enough engineer to not make that a huge glowing weak point on you. But the other I mean, still I you say hurts. that, but that's the only reason you were able to kill the first Metal Gear is because you built that in on purpose. Not you, Otacom built that in on purpose. I'm assuming that Steiner is not so obsessed with anime as to do the same (laughs) shit to you. Anyways, Grant, you're taking two harm and you are stunned. Okay. And yes, I did account for your one less harm there. Okay. And then it's Roxanne. Well, hmm. I'm out of like clever things to do, honestly. I could use some healing. Ah, uh, yes, I could heal you. Heal thyself, physician. <laughs> Look, you got yourself into this mess. <laughs> Part of it was helping you. One harm of it was helping me. <laughs> I could have taken that harm. A- anyway, I'm just gonna fucking hit the roiling mass of Silas Cutler as hard as I fucking can over the head with the hammer. Sounds like a good fucking plan. Let me see those dice. I rolled a 15. How about a 15? (laughs) What is your advanced effect? It'd be really funny. I don't know how I could possibly drive him away in a row. So, (laughs) um... That's sort of the opposite of what we want to do anyway. I don't know. I don't know how much fucking health this asshole has. So I'm just gonna inflict double the normal harm. That would go to six. 
Yes. If, All right. Please let me know if this is going to kill him. It is not. It okay. is going to get very close, though. So there's the same sort of effect where you are bringing your hammer in, smash into him, and it's going through his head. Just splattering, you know, as best it can, because again, it's still stuck. And he's he doesn't have very many moves right now, so he's just doing the same thing. As your hammer gets partway through him, an arc of lightning rips up through your hammer and into your hands. Three harm, subtract armor, and you are stunned. Okay. And then it's his turn, and uh, he's bad, and he's a little bit desperate. So, uh, Roxanne, your holding spell, you can feel it start to wiggle and roil, and then it snaps. And Silas gets up to full height. Steiner, your sword falls out of him as he completes his form, and then he starts growing a bunch of shit that's like, this is very obvious high retreat nonsense. He starts growing, like, really big wings, uh, these, like, long... I got no better way to put this. It's like the fucking Invader Zim backpack, where it's the long robotic legs to scuttle around at high speeds. He starts manifesting that. His arms get very slim and then get pointed and they they have an almost metallic sheen to them and then he grows like four more out of his sides his legs just up into his body and are gone he is gone like full nightmare monster time to get the fuck out of here mode however he spent a lot of time and energy getting out of the spell, so... Steiner. See, wings was the reason why I didn't uh, shoot him up into the air instead. Well, I don't know if I have time to retrieve the sword and stop him, but... Slow him down. You said he's basically on death's door? He's very close. Alright, well, I don't have a far-reaching range attack, but I do have... A mid-range attack. Um, I'm just gonna energy blast him. All right. Give me the dice. Just wind that up. I'll take it. It's an eleven. Extra harm, please. That would put it up to f- three or four. Three. All right. What's uh? How- I've asked you this before, and I don't remember the answer. How does it look when you do your energy blast? It's literally, I'm just, ex- I'm just dumping mana out of my, like, excess mana out of my hand, just, like, I had described it as a Dragon Ball key blast before or something. Yes, okay. Yes. So you throw your hand out in front of you, and a bolt of pure mana just rockets out, lances through center mass... I can't even say his chest anymore because that doesn't quite apply. And it doesn't exist anymore. 
<laughs> punches through, like leaves a hole of writhing flesh. He isn't dead, and he's not going to respond. He's going to use his response to start running. Grant? So, stunned, what exactly is that going to entail? See, because when I've had NPCs get stunned, I've had them miss actions. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to just, like, make my roll at a minus one? Two. Nice, dude, that that was actually my first instinct, was to say minus two. All right. Um, well, you know how it would be really hard to run away if there was, like, I don't know, big chunks of ice slowing you down? That's That sounds like the sort of thing I want to do. Give me a bit more detail there. What exactly is your plan? Oh, um, combat magic with, uh, with frost and, uh, and basically using restricting to, like, or restraining to slow him down so that way he cannot get away as fast. And you are aiming at him? Because it sounded for a minute like you were going to, like, aim for the ground or something. Yeah, I'm going to aim, like, at him, like, whatever area has the most mass to, like, have ice cling to and therefore the most uh the, the most chance of like gaining mass to slow him down with yeah it's uh it is center mass because as he is starting to retreat like he's he's scuttling on the the big thin legs to build up speed and the wings are starting to flap but at the same time he is actively like shedding mass He's trying to get light enough to be able to fly on wings. So the the center mass where presumably he's keeping all of his neurons and sensory organs and everything. Okay. Is gonna be the biggest right. and best spot. Center mass it is minus two. Foul. Okay. Well, I leveled up. I'm afraid yeah, I'm afraid there's no helping out that one. Your your shot does connect, but it connects with one of the spindly legs, and it just, like, breaks off, sideless sheds it, and doesn't even slow down. Yeah. Roxanne. Uh, same deal as with uh, Grant, I take it, minus two? Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, man. Oh, I love to hear that. <laughs> Can I just like, so he's shedding mass in order to take off, right? Mm-hmm. What if I just like take off after him and just try and pin him down with my human weight? I just want to like fucking take Cutler down to the ground with me because he's on spindly legs and he's shedding mass and he's growing wings to throw himself, to carry himself into the sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just fucking, I'll just fucking get up in his business and stop him from taking off. Teleport directly on top of him and tackle him to the ground? Yeah. The people's elbow. <laughs> All right. Part of me really wants to just like snatch Grant's dagger out of his hand before, while I do it. Go for it. So, I'm gonna need an act under pressure roll. I will negate one of your minuses 
because you're teleporting and that gives you a huge advantage. <laughs> I have a question though. Uh-huh. Would you say that I am charging into immediate danger without hedging my bets? Uh, if you don't fucking kill this guy on landing, the flesh wizard that you land directly on top of is probably going to crawl inside of your pores and make your life the worst. So, yeah. Does Roxanne have pores? Yes, she's a human. Yeah. So, yeah, I just fucking... Like, snatch Grant's dagger out of his... One of his ta- daggers out of his hand. And time to roll after under pressure. I didn't even I didn't even put the minuses in there. So that's a oh. three. However. However. I have two forwards. <laughs> I can take plus two forward and act under pressure. So that's a five and then a seven. If I use both of my holds. Yep. So that's a seven on the act under pressure. Okay, so take the knife, jump, teleport. Got the knife up, coming down on him, but he's got eyes all over his body, so he sees you coming. You are free from the stun effect, but he is ready for your attack. So roll, kick some ass. And roll it good. How's a 14 do for you? <laughs> a 14 does exceptional. What is your advanced effect? Do I need to take double damage in order to kill him with this move? Will you tell me that? I'll give you this as a courtesy. No. Cool. <laughs> I would just like to take no harm then. Fair, valid, reasonable. He's, he's not as ready as he thought he was. Yeah, he's uh, me to have your knife. <laughs> As you start like coming down, you can see a bit of like indecision in his body as like some of the flesh feathers of his wings start quivering and like turning into something to attack you, but then turning back because no, actually I need to get out of here. That's the bigger priority. And that moment of indecision Let's you complete the fall, you bring the knife directly into the core of him, and then just slam your full body weight on top of him, driving the knife all the way through. Anyway, so I cut Metal Gear Rex in half. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a very gross feel and sound as this flesh balloon pops underneath you as you impact the desert floor. But it, uh, it doesn't move after that. So anyway, I immediately just like go to the side of the road and start ripping up as much dead brush and bushes as I can. And I'm just going to build like a fucking fire to burn what's left of Cutler. I toss my little like homemade serape on top of it. (laughs) Just to like 
make sure I get as much of it as possible. Yeah. Grant and Steiner can both help. Steiner's Key Blast can annihilate some of the bits that have gone wide. And I don't know, neither of Grant's magics are super suitable for uh, destroying things exactly because but he can definitely like walk around and point bits out oh here's some oh here's yeah. some, some. <laughs> you like make a little I think like this is an ear. and just like gather up all the bits into a pile <laughs> <sighs> have I got any cutler in my hair uh I think the beats. I poke I pull a little bit out and then I just throw it onto the pile uh you're mostly good now cool. you're probably going to want to take a shower or like 12. Oh, I wonder if Greta has like a shower or a mm. What day is it? It's January 5th. Do you want to know the day of the week? No, I wanted to know if my apartment would be empty so I could go take a shower in my old apartment. Ah, I mean, you can declare that to be true. Uh, that was a Thursday. January 5th was a Thursday. Cool. <sighs> oh, you know what? I had worked... I think I had work on Thursdays. Oh, I could go take a shower in my old apartment. I'm gonna... You guys mind? Nah, go for it. I'll bring you back some... I don't know, I think I have some old shaving cream. Okay, at least get rid of your beard. That's the big priority. I hate this thing. It's so it's itchy. I don't maybe, know how. Maybe sucks. bring the two of them with you so they're not just stuck out here in the middle of the desert. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah, probably, yeah. probably be less itchy if you were to, you know, wash and comb it. When have I had the time, Steiner? When have I had the time? Anyway, I so made I, a room. I could have made you a comb. And after making sure that the fire is like. S- not somewhere where it's going to start a wildfire. And we burned all the cutler-ish stuff off and up and put the fire out. I just grabbed the two of them and deposit myself in my old apartment with them. Forever leaving behind Silas Cutler's car in the middle of the California high desert. What am I going to do? Take it Who with me? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? I imagine it like off the road, considering it was going 80 miles per hour, and no car goes perfectly straight. See if he has, has see if he has any CDs. <laughs> it's all shit like Cannibal Corpse. Unfortunately, Ugh. it's all Nickelback. Sort of garbage, garbage, garbage. Corn listens to corn. Garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage. DC seems like exceptionally the kind of person who hates fun and therefore just drives no matter how long the drive is in complete and total silence. He listens to NPR. With all his insane enhanced physical capabilities, he, uh... He could hear too well. He can hear all of the shit that's happening inside of his body and it's noise enough for him. (laughs) If you could hear the sloshing of your own internal organs all the time, you wouldn't be listening to much music either.
anyways, I think that's a good place to call it for the night. Yeah, fair enough. Congratulations to Silas Cutler for being one of the few creatures we've had to fight twice. <laughs> that only yes. goes to the odds. And... Adel? Adel? We had to fight Adel twice. Technically? Uh, no, the Siren Head. I don't want to call that one the first one a fight, maybe, but... It was the same hunt. I, like, I'm not counting multiple fights in the same hunt. Yeah, okay. That's the honor of being the first person we've killed twice. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we could fix that, but I don't think May... I don't think, uh, Mesa would appreciate it. <laughs> look, if you, look, if you do that, there's no one around to disarm the worm. Or Nakovia. Nakovia would do twice. We do that twice, but again, it's just dick move. She's your friend now, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, real quick, end of session. I don't think that we could say yes to any of the questions, except maybe for save someone from certain death or worse, by virtue of the fact that you just prevented all of Silas Cutler's future victims from becoming victims. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe for a little while, his, like, cohorts are probably still going at it, and eventually they stop hearing from him after a week or so, and they're like, well, what now? So you probably should go take care of the old wizard dudes. Oh, you know what probably actually happens? Hmm? The other four are, like, less meticulous and clever. They probably just got, like, caught a lot sooner. And we end up just like killing those four who are much less dangerous than Silas Cutler and his death machines. That or the DHEA fucking find out about them and take care of them for us. Mm. Yeah, definitely the college kids without, you know, Silas on campus managing their operations. They're going to get found out pretty quick. And I imagine they would sell out the other two. Yeah, probably. Please don't send us to Forever Jail. They'll tell you where to find the real wizards. And then they all go to jail instead. <laughs> I don't think the wizards will willingly go to jail. They all go to hell. <laughs> Super hell. Uh, so everybody gets an experience in addition to whatever else they got today. Hooray! I... I did level up. Wait a minute. Now I don't get the weasel. Or was it ermine? Ferret. Oh, the ermine. Oh. Oh, no. Well, we gotta go get that. I gotta go get the ermine. <laughs> you can't make that a detour. Add it to the list. Off screen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you really do want to do that, I can't. I'm willing to hand wave that interaction. Because... <laughs> You three are going to steamroll Rasmus and Radicast. We just fucking like send a call into the DHEA tip line and just like, hey, there's some wizards holed up in this warehouse and at the college. Can you bring me the weasel, the ermine? And the person on the other side answers and goes, um, this is an environmental thing. I don't know what you mean by wizards. Look, shut up. Just tell Arius. No. <laughs> no. 
100%, like, uh, th- this is a detail in, uh, in universe, like, most people who are working for the DHEA for the first year, they have no fucking clue. And the DHEA is scouting them out to see if, like, they would potentially fit in to the actual work that they do. And if not, then they're just as in the dark as the rest of the country is. Well, look, just pretend I'm sending you code words and fucking send it up the ladder, okay? <laughs> so, who leveled? Uh, I did. I didn't and get any experience, I am, so... I am, uh... We get one. Oh, we do get one. Uh, I yeah, we do get I still one. leveled up. Um, okay. Uh, I am taking a look back. Okay. Oh, that's a thing that you all could do. Well, uh... You know, partway through the year, maybe even just on the day that, uh... You know, maybe change plans for the getting Gregory the hard drive thing. Grant and Steiner both go as well, and Grant could get his hand fixed up. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'd let you use a level to do that. Okay, so uh, remark my luck and then just have my hand fixed for next time? Uh, not for next time. I actually want to have that okay. happen like okay. in the narrative. Okay. Alright, then I will keep the I will keep the luck that I got, but I will uh, use my next level up to do that. We'll explain it away as like the rooms take a little while to like warm back up. Or something. Or something. Chloe, I missed it. Did you say you knew what you were picking? No, I've got no clue. I'll decide <laughs> between this week and next, I guess. Get some rotes. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some rotes. Probably. Uh, I, I will use a level to take another two rotes, since I've just had levels on hold. I have to figure out two rotes now. <laughs> we'll get there. In the meantime, though, good session, everybody. Yeah. That guy is uh, a lot less dangerous when you take him completely by surprise outside of his laboratory and he has no backup. And I don't have any flesh <laughs> to mutate. <laughs> yeah. So, good job fucking him up. Mm-hmm. And... Now we've got an itinerary. You've all got a couple of conversations to work your way through, and one more fight, maybe? Maybe the last one for the entire campaign on the horizon? I don't know, unless you all figure out a way to pick another. Maybe the first time we've just thrown everything off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. But that's for the future the present thanks for being here guys thank you it's always fun mm-hmm. happy to be here glad to hear all of that for the listeners i'm glad you all showed up please keep doing so it's uh it's gonna be a, a lot of talking going forward but i think it's gonna be some good talking these chuckleheads are gonna argue with a pixie with time travel powers next time probably i'm looking forward to that Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) Hey, 
you're interested in time travel, right? We're from the future, AMA. We're from the future. <laughs> We've met a different you. That is, it's just all the entity made up of different versions of yourself that have uh, time traveled, I guess. We're friends now. Probably should you not don't know mention it. the uh, the time we killed you. Well, I mean, we could also do that and just be like, hey, last time we did this, we kind of had to kill you, and we'd really rather not. <laughs> That's for next time, though. For now, that is good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Say the line, Abe. Good night. <laughs>